Marriage on a Tightrope is a podcast that explores how couples can strengthen their relationship when one spouse experiences a shift in religious beliefs. Some people long for a life that is simple and planned, tied with a ribbon. Some people won't sell the sea because they're safer on land to follow what's written, but I'd follow you to the great unknown Hello and welcome to the second episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan. And I'm Katie. And we're still married. I think we're going to update them every week, right? Just to make sure. Yes, I think that that would be an important thing. Rather than just drop off the face of the earth (laughs) and not record a podcast, we should give them a weekly update. They seem so happy. Why haven't they released anything? So yes, we are here. And in fact, the first thing we wanted to do is say thank you. We, I think overwhelmed is probably an appropriate word to use. We were overwhelmed with some of the comments that we received, not just uh, through the Mormon discussion podcast.org website, but also to our email. We received quite a few emails from both male and, or let's say husband and wife alike, some couples writing us together, but that was awesome to hear from you all. Yeah, it was really fun to hear some of your similar stories. And I told Alan, I thought of a million reasons why we should not record (laughs) or we shouldn't release the podcast. And uh, after it released, it was a really good confirmation to us that we're doing what we feel like is right. And there's so many of you in the same position, which is just amazing to me. So thank you for your emails and your chats and your support because we need it as much as you do. So thanks for that. I even had lunch yesterday with one of the listeners. And on Tuesday, I'm going to lunch with another listener, which is great. Those are not eligible for the baked goods because it's only a one-on-one in order to be eligible for the baked goods that we referred to in episode that one promised that everyone. I have promised Katie promised me to we'll bake. make for you. <laughs> uh, it has to be a couple's thing. Okay. So double, double date action. You get some baked goods. Anyway, before we get into today's topic, we do want to have, we need to have a disclaimer at the beginning and the end of every episode because your uh, mileage may vary. That's right. As you know, Some of these episodes will be very polarizing to you. You may be in some similar situations, but maybe not on the same path that we're on. This is just our experience. It's one experience. Also, something that we've thought about is in order to stay true to who we are and in order to be, I guess, transparent with you, We can't blanket answer some of the things we're going through. It's just our experience and what we've found helpful. And that may be polarizing, like I said, to some of the listeners out there. Our hope is always to just give you some ideas, some actions, uh, something that you could think about, but it's not going to work for all of you. And that's okay. And we wouldn't want it. We wouldn't want to pretend like we know how to handle different situations when we don't. Just our experience. And hopefully it will be helpful to, to some of you. And if it's not, then, you know, you can just uh, fast forward this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, thank you for that. So yeah, our, our advice is really not is only advice to us. And you get to listen in on to what we have found helpful for us. But this certainly we're not advocating hey, this is going to work for you. It might, but think about it, talk to your spouse about it, and uh, maybe we'll fit in there somewhere. So today, we want to talk a little about um, how 
I personally, with Shifting Faith, have remained active. And we're going to take a step back and and walk you through something that happened to us early in the summer of 2017, where imagine if you're if you're Katie, if it's all you spouses out there of, of the non-believer or the shifting believer, if you want to put it, I don't know, with a little sugar on top. But if you <laughs> imagine if you've been in this situation, all of a sudden your spouse who does not usually like to read, that isn't focused on churchy things that much, all of a sudden they are constantly reading. They are constantly listening to podcasts or audiobooks or anything and everything they can get their hands on that have to do with the church, with church history, uh, old conference talks, everything. As a believing spouse, what does that make you feel like, Katie? I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. I thought that you were obsessive about it. and I, I hate being called obsessive, but she's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> there came a point where I said to him, okay, let's just throw out this idea about the church being true or not being true. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Where is your relationship with them? And let's just throw out the other stuff. Let's focus on that. Yeah. She basically told me you need you need to put aside the church stuff because you're you're letting that impact your relationship with God. How do you feel about him? I think you need to start at the base and figure that out rather than, than focus so much on the church. And in that moment, something that I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the first episode, but really I recognize that God can't get through my thick skull sometimes. And so he'll get to me through my lovely wife. And so he'll talk to her and she'll be inspired to say certain things to me. And in that moment, I immediately recognized you're absolutely right. I need to stop and really think about my relationship with Heavenly Father. Your immediate response is that you believed in God and you believed he was there. However, you felt disconnected from him. Mm. And I Uh. thought that that was poignant because I think that there are a lot of people that can feel that way. And so I wasn't worried about it at all. I just thought, okay, well, let's get you on this track where we can strengthen your relationship with God and Jesus Christ and and really use that as your base so that you can later on move on to the other things that you're worried about. Alan, what did you do to strengthen that relationship that you had with God and Jesus Christ to be more connected with them? The first thing that I wanted to do is make a list of what experience I've had in the past that I have, at the time they happen, attributed to God. Attributed to this is an experience that I felt close to God, that he was sending to me. And I literally wrote them down on, so on you, a paper. So you like that you feel you felt God's love through the spirit? Yeah, the, okay. I felt the spirit. I felt inspired. I wrote all of those down. I focused on, I would write some of them down. I'd cross some of them off. And after I thought about it, but I wrote them down and, and I was left with a few really cool experiences that to me was, you know, these, this is awesome. This, these are experiences that tell me that God loves me. So that was the first thing that I did. And then I moved on to current or very recent experiences of how is God speaking to me now? What, what is he telling me now? And when I focused on that, I recognized really how often in small and in big ways that, that God can inspire you. I'll tell one brief story about one of those experiences that like really during this hiatus from, from church investigation and just focusing on God, I I was in Minneapolis for uh, a work trip. And as I walked out of the airplane and went to baggage claim, there was a refugee lady that was, that was standing there from Africa and traditional African garb with a 
40 white people standing around her. They had signs that said, welcome to America, we missed you, things like that. Come to find out that this woman had been in America for five years, had to flee from her government uh, in Africa, I forgot the country, and her husband and five children stayed there. They have five sons. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare, first of all. Second, she hadn't seen them in five years. So I just happened to get there just a couple of minutes before the husband and the five sons were reunited with this woman. And they came out and ran into her arms and hugged her. And all these people, they ended up, I learned, were from two different churches that just surrounded this woman and helped her learn English, helped her learn how to sew, helped her find a job so that she could make it out here. And then they donated money and collected money for a few years to get her family out here. So this group of people from different churches, even different beliefs, they stood up together and helped this woman out. I hugged her. I hugged the husband, said hi to the sons. I mean, it was an incredibly moving experience. And I w- as I was walking to get my rental car, I thought, this is, this is it. Like, this is what it's all about. The two greatest commandments, love God and love thy neighbor. And I had this thought, this is what we need to be doing. This is God talking to me. So I immediately called Katie, told her what happened. And I said, this is what we need to be involved in. This is a current experience of God speaking to us and saying, help people. And we don't need to get into what we did about that, but we made it a, a bigger part of our life. And we've had some great experiences because of it. So recognizing not just what has happened in the past, but also what's currently happening in your life has been great. And at a high level, what I would say is I've recognized more the feeling that God wants me to be selfless and more focused on others. I think maybe I'm on the way to being more like Katie in that respect, because I'm sorry, this is shameless spousal promotion, but Katie's always been a really good example of, of putting others first. And I think God's just trying to push me to catch up to her. (laughs) <laughs> I don't wouldn't I don't think so. I think that God just speaks to us in different ways and pushes us to do different things and I loved that experience. He came home and he had a video of it on his phone and we probably watched it I don't know a, a dozen lot. times and yeah. cried every time we watched it. I feel like Alan's right. God does really give us experiences and little and big uh, that just shows us how much he loves his children. And anyway, I think that that's a really, really important thing that Alan did to just strengthen that bond. I also know that um, I would come in many days and see him on his knees praying and just asking God to help him and to strengthen that relationship and that bond he has with them, which I thought was nice. I think you read a few books, right? Yeah, I, I read, I didn't finish it, but I read a lot of Jesus the Christ I focused more on knowing Christ and knowing his teachings during that, that time period and, and still focus on that. Now the new Testament was, was awesome. I read through the four gospels a number of times, because that's where the actual words of Christ are spoken about. That helped me really try to feel closer to God and Christ by reading his words, by praying. And I think more than anything in my change of study, it was the teachings of Christ were what really touched me of look how loving he is and look how there is no exception to who he will stand up for and love. We've had family home evenings with that topic. So for me, this is a good transition into the remaining active and how it works because 
when that focus for you is is on becoming a better person through the teachings and example of Christ, that's what you look for when you're going to church. You can find it. And actually, my a leader of ours gave me really good advice when it came to this topic, where he told me, he said, so many times when we come to church, we're too focused on the mechanics, the mechanics of right. it. I got to be to ward council at 730 and I got to prepare my lesson. And we're, we have to have this opening t- song and closing prayer. And then the husband is going to say the closing prayer and his wife's going to say the opening prayer. And there's so much, there's so much you have to be on, on the top structure, of, correct. on the structure yeah. that we forget about the actual content and what we're trying to get out of it. Which For, is true. Which I is think, true. I think all of us are guilty of that. I mean, come on. I'm in primary. <laughs> so all I can think about is, okay, who do, who has sharing, who has time? sharing time? You know. Uh, what oh, teachers are sick? Or... Yeah. Are there teachers there? What kids are visiting? And it can be just the focus can just quickly shift to your duties rather than your spiritual journey. Because of this, I recognize that I wasn't only getting close to Christ during the three-hour block. I was putting a lot of time, and still do, to be frank, a lot of time into strengthening my relationship outside of the block. When you do that, I mean, I think that's what we're taught to do anyway in the church, right? But so so many times it's so easy to, that's the three hours that I'm really going to focus on it. Because of that, when I go to church now, that's what I'm looking for, is how am I going to better myself through what I'm learning? But it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's especially because I didn't just forget about all the troubling things that I felt about the church and its history. Right. So then when you're in sacrament meeting and you hear a testimony or you hear a talk that's on something and maybe not only do you disagree with their perspective, but you flat out think their perspective is wrong, right? It's not right. helpful for you What for whatever reason. What do you do in those moments? Did you see anything from me that... I think that I just... The biggest thing is I didn't want you to hold resentment towards anyone else who said something that bothered you. Because mm-hmm. it's not their fault. And they are welcome to say anything they want to. And so are you. Yeah. However, I just... The, I was worried about the resentment that would build up and then maybe just explode like a volcano (laughs) and and you just say that's it no more i actually want to just mention about the first time you left church there was a situation we'll call it a situation (laughs) so i was in the primary room and alan walked in asked where the keys were and stomped out and he was angry it was not a honey where are the car keys no it was teeth gritted Where are the keys? Give me the keys and I am leaving. And I didn't know what was going on and I was busy. So I gave him the keys and he stomped out. We'll just say it was a situation where he had asked a question and was dejected. Yeah, I was shut down. You were shut down. And so he left. And when I got home, I said, wow, what happened? And he said, I can't even talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I was pretty upset. It pretty much ruined our Sunday <laughs> because we didn't really talk the rest of the night. And so after a couple of days, though, he felt like it was safe to talk about. And he told me there are, have been times where he's been upset and he's left or he'll know about a topic coming up and he'll decide it's not it's not a good idea for me to be there. However, there have been times where you have raised your hand and you've said yeah. things in class that so many people identified with 
that he was like an advocate for them. And afterwards, he had people coming up to him and I received texts from other people saying, thank you for saying something. It's a hard balance, right? Yeah. I, I remember the very, that first time that I left, I mean, you did not like the fact that I left and you even said something along the lines of, why don't you just come and sit in the back of, of primary instead of going home? And for me, I think my response was, but Katie, me going and sitting in the back of primary or sitting in the hall that's that to me, I'm not edifying myself or getting closer to God. That's I, I, that's why I'm there. I'm not there just because I'm told you need to be there for three hours. So when I went home that even that first time I read the new Testament for an hour and a half, and then I went back and picked Katie and the kids up and came home. So it, from my perspective, I was thinking, no, I, I love that three hours. Part of it was spent outside of the church building, getting closer to God, not having that open communication that first time. It was really hard for each other, for us to really see the other person's perspective. And I think we've gotten better at that. Yes, I think we've gotten better. There have been times where I've been annoyed because he's left and I'll think to myself other things like, why didn't he put the dinner in or <laughs> we had to, or something, something stupid. But we also recognize that even if you don't go to three hour block, you still need to get and gain spiritual growth. You know, if he decides that he's going to set out a lesson, whatever it may be, he's going to do something that will help him spiritually Yeah. to gain, to continue that testimony and cultivate it. Something that I have to say for the spouses out there, it may be wife, it might be a husband. There was one Sunday where I harped on Alan about something that was stupid about, it was something with, had to do with church, but it was something dumb. And that day he had blessed the sacrament. He had bore his testimony the week before he had sang in, well, a two person choir. It was, <laughs> it was Long story short, it was supposed to be a quartet. <laughs> and two people didn't show up. So it ended being ended up being me and a 14-year-old young man. And he didn't sing very loud. So it was a solo. It was a solo. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, and I started to get mad about these sort of nitpicky things. And Alan just threw his hands in the air and said, I can't win. It doesn't matter what I do. I cannot win. And he said, you are so focused on the negative but that you can't see what I am doing. And I stopped right there and I said, you are absolutely correct. I need to focus on the positives. So for those spouses out there, focus on what is going right. If you constantly focus on what expectation your spouse isn't leading up to, you are going to be miserable. You both will because one will feel like they can't do it. They just can't do enough. And then the other will feel like they're constantly being left or let down. It's hard and it's going to take time, but if your spouse supports you in your calling, let him know or her know, thank you for supporting me because when we focused on the negative, it has caused fireworks. But then when we focused on the positive and and what we were both doing right, mm -hmm. it has created a deeper appreciation for both for you, for my spouse. Yeah. And the other stuff just doesn't they just don't seem as important as they once did. I like that thought. That's a really nice thought. Now, before we move on to this next point, I'd really like to just call out the importance of being authentic at church. So if you are going to church, what I have found is the days that I, I mean, you mentioned the days that I have said something where I do feel I can, and it's not in a, 
rub your face, call everyone else wrong way. Or rock the boat. Or rocking the boat. It's no. more of a, have we thought about it from this perspective instead? Because what actually happened here was this. And can't we still have faith in, in spite of this happening? Something like that, right? Without being too specific. Not only did Katie, you know, get people, and this is really important, but Katie would get people saying, thank you, tell your husband thank you for, for saying something. I've felt the same way, but I've never had the guts to say that. Also, you show yourself to be a little vulnerable. You show yourself to be thinking about things one other way so that when there is a time, for example, less than a month, a little over a month ago, I think, I didn't feel like I could contribute to a lesson that I didn't agree with. And rather than say something that would rock the boat, of course, like I knew without a doubt it would, I just excused myself. I walked out and sat, um, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do yet, I walked out and sat in the foyer, foyer, if you're fancy. A member of the ward came out just 30 seconds later and she came up and said, hey, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Is everything all right? And it was such a really cool moment. I mean, this person's not in my generation. So it wasn't like a, hey, Alan's my buddy. I'm going to go check on him. It was like someone I wouldn't have expected to do that. But because I've been open in the past, they knew that I probably had pretty strong feelings about what was being taught. And they came out and offered me some help. So if you're open, you'll be surprised that where people will reach out to you, either for them to tell you about their experiences or them just really caring about how you are experiencing things. Right, because it's not about being right, and it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's, I see that you're struggling, and I want to help you, and just know I'm here, and let my let me put my arm around you. Yeah. <laughs> that. Are you about to cry again? Oh. It's at the end of every episode. I cried during your, you know... The refugee story? The refugee story. You held and it I've, in pretty good. I've heard it so many times. It just It just never, it never get, gets old. <laughs> I just want to say lastly, and I mentioned this before, the more you can communicate with your spouse how you're feeling about something, the better life will be because we can't always be on the same page. However, we have to use our words to communicate what page we're on. And I think that that has been key for us. And going just over a few points that we've said, hopefully... It will help you feel more comfortable in going to church. If you're there now, maybe maybe you're in the whole foyer listening to this podcast because yeah, yeah. we had someone last week that was, which was fantastic. But look for the good. I think that that's the message and Alan's been able to find it and we've been really blessed because of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not always easy. You, or I will speak for myself. I do sometimes leave. I don't feel bad about leaving. But I, I won't leave unless I feel like I need to. And I'll contribute where I can. The open communication that, that you just mentioned, Katie, is not easy. No. And it's still not easy. No. And quite honestly, I mean, you still have to be respectful. Being open doesn't mean you, you can do it like a brat. Use your social skills. <laughs> Use your social skills. Don't demean the way the other person feels. Common sense. Again, this is, this is another. I know we're, we're trying not to constantly putting up disclaimers. But this is where we're not experts. We're not therapists, right? Yeah. There are plenty of therapists in, in this land, but uh, we're not one of them. But for us, in spite of everything being very difficult and even uncomfortable when we do openly communicate, in the end, it has been very, very positive. Even if it's uncomfortable at first, and it may not seem positive at first, for us, our experience has, has been that 
uh, it's it's good for your marriage in the in the long run. You know, something else I thought about is you have moved your study and your faith from religion based to Christianity based, mm-hmm. and I I actually really like that. Sometimes I just I think I get caught up in all the extra fluff, right? Yeah, right, and it's not just about the person that matters most. This has been Marriage on a Tightrope. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. We would welcome you, please, to comment on mormondiscussionpodcast.org or to send us an email at marriageonatightrope at gmail.com. We really do love hearing from everyone, and we have not missed an email yet. We've responded to everybody so far. In general, you can address whichever spouse you want or both of us. doesn't really matter. We're kind of both responding as, as we go. We're looking forward to recording our next episode, and we actually we have a long list of topics. We're not going to run dry anytime soon, but we have not chosen a topic for next episode. So if there's something pressing on your mind, we've had a few suggestions already, please send us what, what is important to you, and we'd love to discuss that as well. That's it. That's it. We'll see you next time. Time.